Chapter Fourteen of the Brown Brethren. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Brown Brethren by Patrick McGill. Chapter Fourteen The Sniper. I'll teach you, you bounders, to snipe, for I'm nosing around with my face to the ground and around in the breech of my knife. You'll best keep a blurry lookout, for there's no end of trouble about with a round in the breech. I'm going to teach you, you impotent sniper, to snipe from the deadly breech. Having blackened his face with a burnt cork, Bowdy Benners fixed his sword on his rifle and clambered over the parapet into no man's land. The hour was midnight. The darkness had settled on the firing line, and the star shells were rioting in the skies. Although the day had been hot and bright, the sky was now covered with clouds. Not a star was visible, and objects quite near at hand could scarcely be distinguished. The air was warm and still, and not a blade of grass was moving. The only sound which Bowdy Benners could hear was the dull rustle of his own clothes as he crawled across the level ground on all fours making his way towards the German lines. Bowdy was out on a great project an adventure after his own heart. For many days the German had been potting at Cologne sector, but none had been able to locate the position of the sniper. One thing, however, was evident. He was stationed somewhere in no man's land. The German trenches were hidden by a hillock, and the English trenches were immune from observation from that quarter. Bowdy crawled carefully forward, his eyes alert, and his ears strained for any untoward sound. Now and again a flash would light up the levels in front, and he could hear a bullet sing past his ears towards the sector which he had just left. But the flash was deceptive, and lights were very misleading in the darkness. The sniper took care to fire only when a star shell held the sky above him. In this way, the flash of his rifle, merging as it did into the flare of the star shell, could hardly lay claim to a separate existence. I'm not going to find him, muttered Bowdy Benners under his breath. It's like looking for a needle, and blimey, that was a near go. A bullet swept past Bowdy's head with such a vicious hiss that he put up his hand to feel if it had touched him, but he was unharmed. Blow me blind, he muttered, and crawled forward hurriedly. Blow me stone blind if that wasn't a near go. The bounder can't see me, he thought. I haven't blackened my face for nothing. He continued crawling stealthily on his stomach, dragging his rifle after him. Every movement was made softly, but to Benner's the sound of his trousers rubbing on the grass seemed to carry out as far as the German trenches. Now and again, as he lay still and stared at the level in front, thought he could discern something moving. Then he would remain absolutely motionless for a few minutes, listening and watching, but it was all quiet nothing to be heard save the wind rustling and a stray mouse running through a little clump of bracken ahead the sniper had become very quiet now his rifle had not spoken for several minutes he'll be having a kip bout he thought and got to his feet the long crawl had made his knees sore and his feet felt numb standing upright he placed his rifle between his knees and stretched his arms the light of the last star shell had died away the circle of horizon had grown smaller, and in the near distance objects stood out weirdly silhouetted with a blurred though definite outline. 
was then that several star shells went up and the open was lit with the brilliance of day in the glaring light benner saw the sniper he was standing barely a dozen yards away his hand resting on his rifle benner's could see that he had his sword fixed and the steel shone brightly i'll make him a prisoner bout he said in a loud voice and made at the man as a hawk swoops on a lark the sniper heard benner's approach turning his eyes and sprang up to the defence as he around in the breach benner's asked himself shall i fire at him or not even as he approached bowdy saw the german raise his rifle to the shoulder and a sharp report rang out bowdy blinked at the flash but the bullet went wide i'll settle you he said in a loud voice and rushing up he thrust his bayonet forward the sniper parried it and for a moment there was a brisk duel then bowdy saw an opening for a left point a favorite of his which had never failed now however it did not work the sniper stepped to the right by a deft move brought his own bayonet point downwards to the ground and bowdy tripped across it in the rush forward and went to earth blow me blind muttered bowdy as he fell and made a wild effort to secure his own rifle which had slipped out of his hands but in this he was unsuccessful the darkness had fallen and the weapon had disappeared no doubt it was lying quite near but there was little time at bowdy's command to scrutinize the field around him one hope however remained as bowdy fell his legs had managed to close around the german's rifle and the barrel of the weapon was held in a vice-like grip bowdy was the strongest man in the regiment he was a grand man on the march and on the mat a wrestler second to none on march or mat he had no equal he held the rifle taut for a moment and in war the moment is often of supreme importance as the german endeavored to pull the bayonet clear bowdy let go his hold got to his feet and gripped the man by the shoulders for a second both wrestled fiercely and as they panted and strained the weapon dropped to the ground neither bent to lift it the star shell rose in the heavens and the englishman had a clear view of the sniper he could see that he was deep-chested unshapely bearded he glared at benners with malignant eyes and his lips twisted into a snarl that almost reached his heavy brows you off no chance with me he grunted i am wrestler on english music halls then with a yell he struck out with both fists for benner's head and bowdy wise with the wisdom born of a thousand aching contests ducked and dodged just in time to evade the blow to his head and the kick which the sniper aimed for his stomach followed a mad tussle of flying fists and swiftly moving bodies then came an instant's lull and the fighters clutched one another in a tense embrace benner's hand resting on the sniper's face the sniper's fist on benner's stomach breaking from the clinch benner stopped backward only to return again with a heavy left-handed blow which took his opponent full on the jowl the german never winced a damn professional wrestler muttered benner's and instinctively he knew that he had met a man who would take any amount of beating benner's crouched his left foot a trifle advanced his head drawn down well between his shoulders and shielded by one of his hands the other hand covered his stomach the sniper paused irresolute for a moment then with tiger-like fury he swung into his man striking out rapidly with both fists guarding his body carefully benners waited ready for an opening and when he saw his way he drove heavily with both hands for the sniper's mouth the two blows went home the german stepped back several paces his mouth dripping with blood both had now forgotten about their bayonets 
rage took possession of the sniper a terrible murderous rage and he was upon benners striking out with his knees fists and boots benners crouched holding his body compactly together and covering his face and stomach with his hands for two minutes he struggled to endure his enemy was well-nigh resistless and all the rage and cunning of the tiger were loose in the man benners went to the ground and was twice kicked as he curled over in an endeavor to rise but seizing a chance he gripped his opponent's ankle and brought him heavily to the ground they fastened on to one another as they lay and still in embrace they got to their feet as they stood bowed he got his hand free and hit the sniper across the mouth as if by mutual consent they broke apart and the sniper devoted the fraction of a second to wipe his mouth then he rushed in again and benners backed round to save himself from a furious onslaught of stinging blows the german vital and overwhelming seemed to be in his element all the essence of passion hate and elemental madness found expression in this onslaught thrice a twelve-yard circle of ground was covered bowdy fighting gamely but ever giving backwards his body and face were now covered with blood and his hands went up not in battle but almost in mute protest against a crushing fatalism the terrible charges of the sniper the lightning thrusts of the man's fists were wearing bowdy down suddenly the german overconfident struck out for his opponent's head leaving his stomach unguarded bowdy saw his chance and took it a heavy swing of his left fist landed on the space between the ribs that fork outwards from the breastbone and the sniper curled up and dropped like a wet rag to the ground bowdy fell beside him and the two men lay together quiet as sleeping children bowdy turned over on his back and breathed deeply for a space then stumbled to his feet i wish i had my bayonet he muttered rubbing his hand over his brow it's a fight between two of us a fight to death by god he can fight too but no wonder he's a wrestler and i feel done up bowdy felt very weary his head was spinning and he had great difficulty in standing upright he had one consolation however the sniper was in as bad a state as he was he looked down with vague eyes at the man and saw that he was recovering from his blow and the fighting devil was still strong within him groping his way to his feet the sniper assumed an attitude of defence come on said bowdy in an energetic tone i have no time to waste and i cannot strike you when you're sickly like that man you should be ashamed of yourself fighter indeed english pig-dog grunted the sniper and sweltering into a tornado of incoherent threats which the englishman could not understand he swept bowdy round in a ring and landed lightning blows several times in quick succession all the man's enormous vitality seemed to have been rekindled a million beasts of prey were loosed in his body benners struggling fiercely in an endeavour to live through the tempest of his enemy's wrath groped for a clinch and swept into his embrace here he was safe for a moment hoped that the german would consume his strength in this anticipated waste of the opponent's strength lay benners hope for success leaning his chin on the german's shoulder he had a moment to look round unreality and ghostliness lay over no man's land and an uncanny atmosphere settled on the levels away down by los a bombardment had commenced and the red flashes of the guns lit up the restless salient near at hand could be seen a barbed wire entanglement probably the enemy's benner saw the flashes of the shells and asked himself what the time was 
he felt that he had been fighting for hours and it appeared to him that he could never get the business to an end the sniper seemed stronger than ever now the man was surging with life and mad with hatred he was a fiend incarnate terrible bowdy wondered vaguely as he snuggled his head over the sniper's shoulder if the man was tired if he felt that the contest had lasted long enough as if in answer to the unspoken thought the german ducked and caught his man by the ankles and tried to raise him to his shoulders vaguely it drifted into benner's mind that the german intended to throw him head foremost into the wires and he shuddered slightly and bent to resist the efforts which his opponent made to grip him for fully ten minutes both men swayed unsteadily as benner's disputed every inch of the ground on the way towards the entanglement the sniper was irresistible and step by step he urged his man nearer and nearer to the horrible barbs bowdy now knew what the man's intentions were and he summoned up all his strength the blood from a gashed eyebrow was blinding him but instinctively he did his utmost to press forward in an opposite way to that by which the sniper was taking him clutching and straining he resisted gamely until suddenly he felt himself lifted clean from the ground and resting on the german's shoulders there was a hurried rush towards the wire the sniper holding on with all his strength and bowdy struggling to break free one of his hands stretched over the german's shoulders and bowdy closed his fist and began to thump the man on the back with a yell of rage the sniper bent down then straightened his back quickly and flung bowdy from him but he had miscalculated his throw and bowdy landing on his feet had escaped from the danger that threatened him but only for a moment his man was on him again and the englishman was flung with a crash into the barbed contraption of war bowdy was up in a flash his clothes torn and his body aching and he was upon the sniper striking out fiercely for his stomach landing four lightning blows his opponent went down falling like a log and lay still benners maimed sore and bleeding fixed an imperturbable stare on a rising star show and the stare slowly resolved itself into a weary smile for two minutes he stood thus silent with one eye the other had been bunged up fixed on the scene in front the barbed wire entanglements and the enemy's trench which showed clearly barely eighty yards away god it was a fight he muttered a damned hard fight i suppose i must have a look around for my bayonet now and a professional wrestler too at that moment half a dozen dark forms took shape on bowdy's right an enemy patrol probably bowdy lay down quietly rubbed his eyes and listened nothing could be seen now and nothing could be heard save the deep breathing of the sniper i hope he doesn't come to and kick up a row said bowdy in a whisper i can't fight a dozen with my fists one was enough something rustled on the ground near him and a head appeared rising over the dark grass then a second head came into view and a third the men were crawling towards bowdy and were now very near then a voice spoke in a low whisper blimey it said there's nothing here i think there's german wires that you sputthole benners whispered who's that came the answer you bowdy that's right said benners getting to his feet don't make a noise where are you coming to we're looking for your body said sputthole standing upright god we thought you were dead what have you been doing i've been fighting said bowdy had a bit of a row with this man lying here he looks as if he's been in the war said snogger who was leading the search party by god ye have been knocking him about i suppose we'll have to carry him back 
do what you like with him said bowdy i'll not be able to help it'll be as much as i can do to carry myself in the party got back to the trench an hour later the sniper was searched and in his pockets were found in addition to other things his own photograph taken when he had appeared on the english music halls as a professional wrestler he was carried down to the dressing station on a stretcher bowdy benners walked down and both men were treated by the same m o a month later bowdy got a class to his d c m End of chapter 14